All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions. Welcome to the Mortgage Stock Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin. I'm sitting here with Jake Giroff. And as always, we are from Satori Mortgage. How are you doing, Jake? Good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. It's a little chilly. Yeah, I actually saw snow last weekend, so up in uh, Brainerd. So it's uh, it's almost here. Yeah, it's it's getting here. That's, uh, as as we both like, it is football weather. So yes. that's, that's good. Um, and I don't mind uh, a light jacket at night, but <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, 40 degrees is colder than I thought. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, we do the mortgage buzz. Uh, what do we got, Jake? All right. Our first article here is from Mortgage News Daily, and its rates are at seven-year high. Yeah. So mortgage mortgage rates jumped uh, crazy this week. Um, it was probably the last time since really the election that I've seen that high of a jump. Um, you know, they probably went up about half point. Um you know, Ed, we'll get into it later in the show, but, you know, it's all good news for economics. Stocks are high. Mm-hmm. You know, bonds are high. Employment's high. So I think with that, you're going to see uh, the rates, um, you know, accelerate, hopefully. Yep. You know, I don't know how much higher they'll go, but, I mean, I you know, I guess the sky's the limit. Yeah, but you got to keep perspective, though, too. Even when we're, like, at, like, 5-ish percent, like, that seems super high because we were at, you know, the 3s and 4s for forever, but, like, versus credit card debt versus uh, what interest rates were for a mortgage in, like, the 80s, 90s, and stuff like that, still really low. Yeah, um, and, you know, the, our, our friends over at Mortgage News Daily, they do a rate survey, so let's just run down these real quick all right on an average 30-year fixed this is just your conventional 30-year fixed you know the average rate is about 4.94 right now um that last week was 4.74 a year ago that was about probably four so it's mm-hmm. quite quite, quite an increase bit, yep. you know um the 15-year conventional is 4.4 um again that's about a full point probably over from last year um probably about a half point up the interesting thing is when you have FHA, and this kind of relates into VA and stuff, the average rate is 4.5. Um, so as you know, as rates go up, generally those programs, the government-backed programs, um, well, directly government-backed programs, I guess Fannie Mae is technically a government program as well. Um, but Government-sponsored entity. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I guess it's all kind of government-sponsored, right? But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways, the like the FHA, VA, USDA, those rates are a little bit more stable. They don't go up nearly as much, um, and you know, and that's at four and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, that's you know, when you're looking at different payment options, I can see some people will probably start going back to FHAs um, yep. because the conventional is going to be a little bit higher. Yep, you'll see a little bit more of that becoming more prevalent program, and not just for people that have the little more beat up credit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And same with the jumbo rates as well; they're they're at like four four point four. Um, that isn't up too much over the year. I'd say that's probably only up you know a half point. And I would believe part of the reason with that again is it doesn't go off of a conventional market like you know the mortgage backed securities do. Um, Jumbo's more of a private type of investor 
and I, I have a feeling that um, they're priced really competitively because there's you know there's only so much jumbo business out there, and mm-hmm. you know especially with other like high balance Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae loans, and there's other programs out there that I'm assuming they're keeping uh, rates down a little bit um, on the jumbo market because you know it's competition. Also, too, I would say the average jumbo loan that they're probably pricing out probably is 20% down or more. Yep, definitely the money down, and then also just those payments. The more those interest rates go up, the mm-hmm. those those payments are going to skyrocket and, because they're so big. Absolutely, and this and this. And the you know the average credit score of somebody that generally gets a jumbo loan is probably, you know, it's a good mid profile. Seven. Yep, so yep. I mean mm-hmm. that you know they're very high. G- generally, it's very high you know high quality borrower. So mm-hmm. it's a little interesting, but yeah, rates rates are are high. Yeah, uh, and then another note here uh, from Mortgage News Daily, and it again goes into the market here is housing is at ten year affordability low. Yeah. You know, and that just means basically, you know, that housing prices are back to rising faster than mm-hmm. inflation and wages. Yep. Um, and, and then with the high, higher rates, me- makes it for a higher payment, making things less affordable as well. You know, I, and I don't think that it's a bad thing for the housing market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I, I think it's probably going to come down a little bit as far as like equity and stuff. I, I hope it levels off, but... You know, I, it, we're definitely not in like a danger point yet. I mean, there's there's a lot of room to catch up, especially when you you know you two years ago people were buying houses at like three and a half percent. You know, I, I think it's kind of starting to level out. Um, you know, and like when we did the top ten cities, it's amazing at how how you know how much of a million dollar house you can get in California, and you know, you, the average wage isn't that much more. Yeah. Oh, it's very much market dependent. When uh, you know in areas that have good income, but the housing prices aren't super high, more affordable than areas where the income is average and housing prices are high. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the percentage, so. Mm-hmm. All right, and that goes into? All right, uh, from CNBC, we got job growth slumps in September, but the unemployment rate hits the lowest level since 1969. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're back, right? Yeah. Again, it goes back into the whole thing that just uh, the economy is really humming along right now. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really good for college graduates, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I got out in uh, 08, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of, I was 05, and I mean, things things were good, but it it definitely, a lot of people went back to get their master's. Um, (laughs) uh, But, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. Right, I I think Minnesota is, you know, uh, every place is a little different. I I know Florida, certain parts of Florida that we work in is a, a little bit different than you know economy in, in Minneapolis where we're based. Um, you know, I, I mean Minnesota, it's crazy. You can't even get somebody to come look at your house project for under like ten grand now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so busy. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's great news. Strong economy is definitely good. You know, I don't know, I don't know all the reasons behind it, but I I'm sure what they say what. Comes up, goes down, goes down, comes up. So it's all cycles. We're yes. Definitely on a, on a thing. So I guess save your cash. Yep. And uh, I think <laughs> we talked earlier that I think a lot of economists were kind of saying 2020 was when a lot of economists were thinking kind of that downturn may happen. Mm-hmm. So, but again, it's all speculation. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not a major downturn. It's just a leveling off. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's good news. All good around. I guess mortgage rates being seven year high probably not the best news for people, but. At the end of the day, I mean, it's 
like you say, historically they're still pretty pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's still a good time to buy. Yep, and then our uh, next article here is uh, CNBC, and uh, Miami Beach cracks down on short-term rentals, the Airbnb effect. Yeah, so I threw this in there. So I've started to see a lot of a lot of people that, for part of the retirement strategy or home investment strategy, is they're they're buying homes and they're doing instead of the long-term investments, they're doing short-term rentals. Um, we're seeing it a lot in Florida where people are buying you know, beach houses or, or places where, you know, they, they'll rent them for like a week at a time and they'll use like Airbnb, Verbo. Also starting to see it in northern Minnesota. I know a couple of people that are, are buying cabins and, and doing the same thing. Um, and it's it's a great idea. Um, you know, as long as as long as you're paying the bills with it, you know, it's 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 really good. But as far as a lenders, they look at that as you can't really use the income on conventional loans because it's just so new. And, you know, it's kind of interesting that, you know, Miami Beach was the first one to really start to crack down on, you know, the short-term rentals. So, you know, you want to make sure that if you're going to do it, you know, you, you make sure that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they said in this article that it went from 11,000 listings and then they started cracking down to 4,000 for business licenses. Yeah. So it's, it's quite, you know, you're still, it's a great idea. But you're still, you know, you're still creating investment properties, and and you know, so you, if you need a rental license, you might, you know, you might want to look into that. Yeah, it's, it goes into the planning and just knowing uh, where you're at with things. I know when the uh, Super Bowl was up here, mm-hmm. I heard a couple uh, talks about how people were doing the Airbnb of their place and stuff like that, and uh, and some insurance companies were saying, if you do that, we're going to void your insurance yeah so it's you you need to know all the rules that go along with these things yeah absolutely and i think it's especially if you're really doing it for you know like i have you know clients that are doing it for the you know the retirements and stuff and it, it's a great idea i mean they're making really really good returns especially now the economy is so good but yeah you you need to know you need to know the laws yep and you need a plan so all right well i think that brings us to this break Um, We'll see you after the break. Again, we're Stephen Jake from Satori Mortgage. St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running October 12th, 13th, and 14th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have a chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Hosting over 300 artists, up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 30 locations, Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. And when you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with a free transit pass. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at the stpaulartcrawl.org. That's the stpaulartcrawl.org. Lowry Hill Meats, your neighborhood full-service butcher shop that works directly with family farms. 
Using whole animals gives Lowry Hill Meats the benefit of preparing custom cuts and dry aging. They offer beef, lamb, goat, pork, and poultry, including whole duck, roasting hens, turkey, quail, pheasant, and Cornish hens. Their sausages are made fresh in-house weekly using 40 rotating recipes. Try their handcrafted sandwiches. They are second to none. Lowry Hill Meats is located at 1934 Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis or online at LowryHillMeats.com. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trusts, Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. AM 950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and much more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM 950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for AM 950 listeners. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. That's 651-447-4484. To the Mortgage Talk Show. I'm your host, Steve Conklin, sitting here with Jake Giraffe. And as always, we are from Satori Mortgage. How was your break, Jake? Uh, fast. How about yours? It was good. Good. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. <laughs> um, all right. Well, as always, we do questions from colleagues, clients, people, Google. All right. Our first question here is from Paul in Burnsville. Should I get pre-approved before I find an agent? So Paul's looking for a new house, um, and I talked to him. You know, it's a it's a referral from a, a good client, and you know, there's something I call the car lot effect, and I think a lot of people go into this, and we we preach the plan. Um, the car lot effect is basically when somebody drives to the car uh, car lot, and they say, "I want that car," and they buy that car, and they're going to charge five percent interest. But if they would have went to a credit union or or online before, they could have maybe gotten two percent interest. Mm-hmm. And then bought the car. Um, so as always, I always say that you know a good agent um, and a smart buyer will f- look at their options before they go and pick out a house. Yep. You know, and, and it, again, everybody's a snowflake. You know, sometimes people have to buy. A, sometimes people have to move as fast as possible. I understand that, but as always, I, I think it's a really good idea to sit down with a licensed professional. Mm-hmm. Make that plan. Yep. Get the plan. Yeah, because uh, one of the things with it, too, is when you find that house and it's the one you really want, you're going to find whatever you can do to make that happen, even if it's not a very good program. But if you talk to someone before and you figure out what you need to do, 
you give yourself better options. Absolutely. You know, and like we say, on the average, you know, even if it's just your standard, honestly, even if it's a cash buyer, I mean, I can show you three to four different options. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, there, there's just tons of options. There's tons of information. And before, you know, before you're thinking about buying your dream home or even your first home or your 18th, it doesn't matter, you know, sit down with one of us, get a plan. And, you know, that way, you know, your interest rates, you, you know, everything, and then you can go out shopping. And, and also too, the process goes so much faster than if you hurry up and get into a purchase agreement or something and, and you know, you might Find not want your credit score. So, I mean, it, again, you know, number one is plan, sit down with a, a professional. And then number two is go shopping. Yep. Absolutely. Our next question here is from Jake. Uh, what does NMLS mean? Hey, Jake, that's a good question. <laughs> All right. So MLS, uh, NMLS is our nationwide mortgage licensing system. Yes. That doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> um, and that is something where after the SAFE Act in like 2008-ish or something, mm. um, they have to require that all loan officers get some type of license. Um when you know, and I started in '05, you you didn't need a license. Yep. Um, and now, since since the crash, it, it's it's a really good idea. You you need to basically take a test and get a license. It's similar to a realtor, insurance agent, something like that. Yep. Um, and there's two different kinds of MLSs. One is an MLS where you don't work for a federally chartered bank, meaning that they you know. If you work for a bank where they take cash deposits, mm -hmm. then you're, you're protected by the federal guidelines, um, and you don't have to pass a test. Yep. You just have to show up to work. Um, There's a couple things, but it's not as extensive as the state. Yeah, basically one. they put they say, well, you know, these institutions are FDIC insured, so therefore they can provide adequate training and, and stuff to, you know, to their loan officers. Which you know, there's probably some truth in that. Um, and then the second one is for non depositories um and that's like what we are mortgage brokers or even just mortgage lenders um like we talk about the non you know the the rise in the you know the non-bank lenders uh, all of those are you know we are all separately have to pass a nationwide test and then you know every state you go into you have different requirements yep so i you know i'd like to say that it's it's a little bit your knowledge level is a little bit more more when you, you know when you have to pass that test and, mm -hmm. and you and you go into different states and you know different laws and stuff. I know when I started doing loans, doing a loan in Minnesota is a lot different than doing a loan in Florida, which is a lot different than doing one in Texas, which is a lot different than Colorado. Yes, absolutely. So I mean, it's it's you know it again. I I think it's a better better way to go. I I think everybody that is a loan officer should have to do something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know. As always, I, I believe the the bigger banks they they have the most money, so they yep. they, they can <laughs> lobby to make the rules yeah. a, a yeah. little bit in their favor. Definitely. And and they're you know and it is constantly changing. It's you know they're they're doing windows where if you you know if you worked at a you know like, like a bigger bank and you want to go to you know just a mortgage lending institution and stuff, they're there's they're starting to grant windows of you know ninety days, six months, so you have time to study and, and do your stuff. And I, I think that's great. Yep, the transitional licensing act, which I think they threw in another bill, so that is going into effect. Yes. Yeah, and I'm I'm a huge huge fan of the licensing. Mm -hmm. I, I it, it just it really keeps. It's good for the industry and it's yeah. good for the consumer because when you know when during what it was a you know the tail end of like the housing boom I just 
there's just a lot of stuff that just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that not only is it good, like professional standard wise, but also I think it attracts better people and weeds out the ones that, you know, are just doing it to make some money. Yeah. Before you could just come in and you could become a loan officer Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, start talking to borrowers and act like you know what you're talking about when you had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, most people didn't even know what an amortization schedule was. Mm-hmm. Like, so I mean, <laughs> it it was it pretty crazy. But yeah, I'm in favor, and that's a good question, Jake. Yep. And our next question here, while semi-related to the NMLS question, is how do you become a mortgage broker? And this is from Shannon in Florida. All right, so Shannon's uh, she's training to take her MLS. She's going to be a licensed loan officer and she's just curious about being a mortgage broker. Um, it's the same type process. Obviously you got to, you know, get the test, but then you also have to put up, you know, surety bonds, um, you know, different insurance, different licensing. You have to have a little bit of money in the bank. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of start to, um, you know, employ people if you want. I know a lot of people that are solo one or two, you know, usually just a mortgage broker and an assistant or two, and, you know, they do really well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think it's kind of however you want to do that. Um, You know, we're starting to see the rise of real estate agents, financial planners, other people saying own a brokerage as well so they can, you know, kind of, you know, get paid off of doing, you know, transactions, stuff that comes their way. So it's, uh, you know, it's really easy. There's, there's a lot of good, helpful things out there. You know, if you're interested, I, I, you know, you can always give me a, give me a ring. Yeah. And again, that's, that's uh, licensing through the state again. Yep. Yep. It's all, it's, it is licensing through the state. Correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you do have to do the nationwide thing, but it's also to every other, every state that you go into, you know, you have to get approved to do business in that state. And it's a little bit harder to be a mortgage broker in a state than it is to be a loan officer. Yep. But no, really, it comes down to money and time. <laughs> Garmont wants a little bit of money, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next question here is from Lisa in St. Paul. Is there anything that could delay my closing? Well, Lisa, you know, I'm kind of hungry, so there's so many different things that I, I can't go through them all. Yes. Um, it's a very broad, broad thing, but just in the past week, um, I've had somebody that had title issue. They mm-hmm they didn't have clean title on a house they were taking money out to buy another house that they had no idea they since 2011 they had no idea that so that delayed a closing um appraisals are yeah, one thing appraisal came in twenty thousand dollars low that's gonna delay a closing um not and, working with the loan officer when they're asking for documents just going off the grid for days and days at a yeah, time Yeah, you know that's 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 a crazy thing is how many people think like they send in a, a bank statement or they send one thing and they're like okay well, when do I close? And it's like, well, there's a process, you know, like not everybody's like instantaneous, you know, approval. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's tons of things that can delay a closing. Um, you know, and usually, you know, when you work with our team and stuff, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll keep you updated. Communication is the key, yep. you know, closing, delaying closings happen. Anybody that says they've never had one, then, you know, I, I highly doubt that, but um, you know, it happens, but communication, that's the yep. key. We work as a team with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question here is from Fred in Minneapolis. Can I get a mortgage without a credit score? Hey, Fred, absolutely. Um, do a couple every month. Uh, you know, there is a, 
You can do FHA products without one. You can even do conventional products without one. Um, you would need some alternative trade lines. You can use your car insurance, um, health insurance, cable, rent. Um, I've had, I've got, I've used Netflix before. Jet right. memberships, um, anything where you know you pretty much pay on a monthly basis or a yearly basis, um, and that can count as something called alternative trade lines. You know, there's also other programs out there um, that if you have no credit whatsoever, um, that if you put a higher down payment, um, obviously the rate's a little bit higher, but you know they do allow you to to purchase a home yeah. um, with absolutely no credit. I've, I, it's not as rare as you think. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I hear the deer tick is on. So that's our show today. All right. Talk to you the next Have week. Have a good Sunday. All views expressed on this program are opinion. They do not represent Satori Mortgage, NMLS, 4190, or any affiliate. Please consult with a licensed loan officer before making any home financial decisions.